Welcome to the Beacon broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com, beaconbaptist.com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Paul has moved, as you know, from his examination of the church at Corinth to their examination of themselves. He starts out in chapter 13 of 2 Corinthians telling them that he is going to visit the church, and when he comes, he's going to examine them. He's going to, he's going to conduct an investigation to determine whether the various reports that he has received of misconduct within the church are true or false reports. Are they correct or are they incorrect? Are they valid? Are they invalid? Are they major or have they been exaggerated? And so he says, I'm going to come. I'm going, I'm going to conduct a test. I'm going to weigh the evidence. I'm going to collect the evidence. I'm not going to conclude anyone guilty until I have evidence that that, in fact, is the case, but when I find that is the case, then I'm going to deal with the sins that need to be dealt with that you yourselves have not dealt with, and I'm giving you plenty of time to do that before I come. But Paul is going to examine them, but then he says, let me tell you about the most important examination That's not my examination of you or your examination of anyone else, but your examination of yourself. And that's a concept, that's an exhortation, I should say, that is found in various places throughout the New Testament, more times than most people realize. And it's a concept that many people have difficulty knowing what to do with. It doesn't make sense to some people, but that only proves that many times our understanding of the Bible is faulty. Our perceived doctrine turns out many times to be not the doctrine that is taught to us in the Word of God. And so we need to take statements like this very seriously and let them correct and inform our previous conceptions and, in many cases, misconceptions of what the doctrine of salvation and the doctrine of assurance of salvation are all about. And so I'm thankful that we can gather together on this Monday, December 11, around the radio dial. And I'm also grateful for radio listeners whose financial gifts keep us teaching on this station. And I would encourage you to consider a year-end gift for the Beacon Broadcast if you find it of any benefit to you. Well, back to the exhortation of verse 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless, indeed, you are disqualified? 
we are to examine ourselves. I saw a statement recently that I thought was very well put and worthy of our imbibing in in in, in uh, uh, putting uh, imbibing into our own thinking, and that is that may God give me the grace to see my own sins as more serious than the sins of others, to recognize that the sins that I commit are more serious than the sins that others are committing, even though they may be different sins. I'm afraid there are a lot of God's people who don't have that concept, do not have that ability, can only see what's wrong with others, can never see what's wrong with themselves. Well, here's the anecdote to that, the antidote for to that, I should say. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless, indeed, you are disqualified? The art of self-examination, maybe I shouldn't call it an art, the practice of self-examination, this should be an important part of every Christian's life. It should be an important part of every Christian's daily routine, I would say, because every Christian ought to have a time set aside, carved out in our schedules when we get alone with the Lord, read his word, ask him to speak to us through his word, and then pray. The Bible is God speaking to us. Prayer is when we are speaking to God. And that's important that we keep that straight. Sometimes people treat prayer as if it's a two-way conversation. I speak to God, God speaks to me. I talk to God, God talks to me. But that's not really what the Bible teaches. Now, I've touched on this no doubt in the past, but it's probably been a pretty good while, and not all of you have heard it, so let me see if I can help you with this. Sometimes when we're praying, pouring out our concerns to God, our questions, our, our desire for guidance about certain decisions and relationships and all the various things that we often pour out before the throne of God in prayer, and sometimes in the midst of that, we do seem to receive a very clear insight that clears things up for us that we didn't have before. And the sense is that God has spoken to me. I spoke to God, and in return, God spoke to me. Two-way conversation. But I think a better way to view that is that what happens is the Holy Spirit of God opens our understanding, and maybe I should add to that our application of some portion of God's Word that applies to this situation. We either didn't understand it before, or more likely, we, we knew it was there, but we really had not connected it with this particular problem. And now, in prayer, the Holy Spirit helps us make that connection. So, in fact, what we're really doing is hearing from God through the word that he has given us that we have previously read or heard expounded. In other words, it's not that prayer is a two-way conversation with God. I go back to my original statement. God speaks to us through his word. We speak to God through prayer. But many times when we're asking for help and guidance, God will 
in, 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 in answering that prayer will guide us to an application of truth from God's Word that up until that time was not clear to us, and now suddenly it becomes clear we have our answer. And where did the answer come from? It came from the Bible. It came from the Word of God as the Holy Spirit within us enabled us to make the connection. And that gave us our answer. So I say again, when we pray, it is that we are talking to God. And that ought to be a part of our daily practice and a very important part of our prayer time should be self-examination. There are many things we do in prayer. Our prayers should be filled with thanksgiving, thanking God for who he is, thanking God for what he's done to hell-deserving sinners like ourselves. The wonder of that never never wanes with me. In fact, I have found the wonder of that grows within me the longer I walk with the Lord. I become more amazed that he would love me, more amazed that he would save me, more amazed that he would pour out his grace upon me, more amazed that I am one of his own, that I am a recipient of his grace. That becomes more amazing the longer I walk with the Lord in the light of his word. It's an amazing thing, and we should respond to that in praise, in thanksgiving, in gratitude. That should be an important part of our prayers. Petition is certainly an important part of our prayers. Some people view prayer as primarily or exclusively petition, and I think that's a mistake. It's only a part of what we do. And we need to keep everything in proper proportion. We shouldn't just go to God in prayer when we have a need, when we have to ask him for something. We, prayer is primarily worshiping God. And it is obeying what he tells us to do, to pray and to cultivate a prayer life. And so many things take place within our own lives when we do cultivate a prayer life. And so when we pray, we glorify him. We honor him. We praise him. We thank him. And yes, we petition him. We lay our burdens at his throne. We ask him to meet our needs as we know he is able to do and as he as has commanded us to do, to bring our needs and burdens to him. But a very important part of what we do is examine our heart for, for sinful behavior examine our conduct before him. We should ask him to inspect our lives and to show us what in our lives needs to be repented of, needs to be acknowledged as wrong and for which we need to seek his forgiveness, the sins which we need to confess and the forgiveness that we need to receive. That's an important part of our praying. Confession. And to confess our sins, we have to know our sins. And to know our sins, we have to ask God to show them to us. And so when we pray, I would recommend that we ask God to help us to see ourselves as he sees us. We might call this God searching our hearts. Search me, O God. And 
allow me to see my own self. I was trying to think of the words of a Search me, O God, and know my heart, I pray. Try me, O Savior, and know my thoughts today. I may have got the pray and the today backwards. See if there be any iniquity in me. Purge me from every sin and set me free. That's a chorus that I used to sing. I haven't sung it for a long time. But those words come back to me now because they they communicate what I'm trying to say to you at this time. Yes, we need to... Ask God to examine our hearts. But, of course, we also keep in mind that God already knows our hearts. We don't really need for him to look into our lives and say, Oh, well, there's something that, that you need to be aware of that I wasn't aware of either. It's not that at all. What we really need for God to do is to show us what's there. He knows what's there. We open our hearts before him. We ask him to inspect our lives. We ask him to see what's there, but but he already knows what's there. What we're really asking him to do is to show us what's there. And I would suggest that in doing this, we ask God to show us our hearts in at least three categories. Number one, our thoughts. Number two, our words. And number three, our actions. Lord, show me where my thoughts have been displeasing to you, that I might know them, confess them, and forsake those areas of thought that take me into sinful thoughts, (laughs) sinful areas. And Lord, show me the words that I have spoken. I'm going to run out of time here, but I think this is very important. And then thirdly, what actions have I done that have been displeasing to you? And as we do that, we will cultivate a meaningful prayer life with God. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.